Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back to the Rick Shields podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Rick Shields. I'm here with producer Guy. We've got an action-packed episode coming your way. <laughs> I'm very excited about today's episode for a number of different reasons. Um, not only for Listener of the Week, not only for Dear Rick, not only for Facebook and Instagram questions, not only for our feedback and behind the scenes of the Titleist driver testing, but also this is a special monumental monumental moment for the rick shields golf show podcast everybody and they'll let guy take over from here is it the biggest moment in the whole 44 episodes it's uh, without question without a shadow of a doubt it's the only reason why we've done the 44 episodes so far let's be honest yes it is we've given our time our effort our energy for 43 episodes amazing episodes of free content so it's about time we started to get some money out of this, Rick. Hello. And, and get some partners on board. Hello. And get a sponsor to the podcast. So, ladies and gentlemen, episode 44. You ready for this? Is a sponsored episode, everybody. We can eat. We can eat. Guy gets paid. Yes. No, but also, we've got a sponsor, which we will come on to later on in the podcast. I think we should say who it is now, but then say... The exciting bit in a little minute. Well, what's crazy is when we've we've had a few loose emails from sponsors in the past, and a lot of them, yes, we want sponsors, and we've we've not been let's not, let's be honest, we've not been shy about it. But also, we didn't want a sponsor that we didn't believe in a you know a brand that we didn't use or or feel passionate about. So when we got people trying to get us a sponsor, toothpaste, we don't use that, so it's not <laughs> it doesn't really work. But this sponsor, this partner that we've partners with, is not only the flagship in major tournament golf. What have I always said is my favourite major? You've always said it, and to be honest, I think it might become my favourite major. It should be. It's going to become everybody's. Ladies and gentlemen, the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast is sponsored and brought to you today by the Open Podcast. Yes. How good is that? So the Open Championship, the RNA, have set up a podcast, and without, we're going to come into it in a little bit a minute, it's bloody brilliant. And I want it to be everybody's second favourite podcast. Correct. Because it's obviously not, this is yeah, your first. This is going to be your first favourite, but it's fine to be second. Often we class second as first loser. <laughs> but your second favourite golf podcast can be and should be and will be the open podcast. So we are going to come on to that later today, but really excited. Like I say, we'll uh, tell you a little bit more about the episode that's come out so far and why you definitely should be listening to every single episode over the next 10 weeks. Um before that, though, we've got loads of golf to talk about. There's been quite a few exciting events going on in the European Tour, PGA Tour. Uh, that we're not going to talk about. Exactly. <laughs> so, 
Um, I think where we should start with this this week, because I feel like it's a hot topic. I know we've got some emails that we definitely want to touch on. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the Titleist reviews first. Okay. Or do we... let's. I was thinking, let's just ease, because like, I'll be honest now, last couple of podcasts, we've started off and said it's 7 out of 10 content at best today. Yeah. I believe, and I've said this on social media that you've seen, today's could be a 10 out of 10, and arguably too good of an episode. So let's not, I was going to use a word that isn't really very uh, podcast friendly then. About something in my load to <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Let's just ease into it and go with a little couple of nice light-hearted emails. Okay. And then we're going to come on to the re- Titleist reviews, but not like necessarily talking about, oh, we did a review last week. We're going to talk about, which we've not really done too much before, the in-depth of how you review a product from day zero to being onto YouTube. Yeah. Proper give you behind the scenes because you see a 12-minute video on YouTube but to get to that 12-minute video has taken many, many, many hours. So we want to talk a little bit more about that first. So let's kick off with some emails then, right. Guy. I've got three that are going to just kind of... One of them really jumped out at me, and it's arguably the worst email I've ever had. Wow. Great start. I don't have to name him Shane, this person, but it said, I got so excited. It was in block capitals, dear Guy and Rick, I challenge you. And then it's five exclamation marks. Okay. So I was thinking, okay, you've got me. <laughs> Hi, my name, I'm going to say, hi, my name's Mark. I've come up with an absolute banger idea for your podcast and video content that I know has not been done yet, but could also help a lot of people, right? Okay, I feel like I've heard the start of that email a thousand times before from different people who've emailed in. But this is a different one. Okay. Mark then goes on to say, please contact me, it's hard to explain in an email, thank you. (laughs) <laughs> but there's no other there's no other like it's not left a phone number not that i would necessarily ring him anyway but that's all it was so it's literally just that so i saw it and thought right give it to me content we're talking and that was it oh. so i thought i'd start you off a little bit of an anticlimax wow here's a bit of a better one go for it so jonathan burrows uh, i know what i need to check actually before I read these people's names out they're not one to be anonymous but this one isn't <laughs> i'm jonathan burrows <laughs> too late now jonathan can i become a professional okay. when i was younger a teenager, I was a very keen golfer and played off 12. But over the years, I've let the golf slip away, started a family, etc. and so forth. I haven't played golf in over nine years, and recently I've started to find the time again to get back into it and go to the driving range. I'm 37 years of age and would love to get back playing good golf, even push myself to playing off a three or four handicap. Is it wrong to aim to become a pro at my age of 40? What's your thoughts and any tips? Um... Part of me, don't, I don't push his dreams, Rick. I know. I don't want to be pessimistic on this. I do want to be optimistic. But I do feel that if you've not made it yet, it's mm. too late. Let's be honest. I mean, it depends on what level of pro as well. Because there are many, many different levels of pro. For me, example, I'm a PGA golf professional. I'm a professional golf association, qualified professional golfer, who for my main hobby, and hobby, <laughs> my main career is to coach <laughs> golf and to make videos online. That's what I do. I don't play for a living, thankfully, because we, we we would be absolutely skinned if we if I had to play for a living. Um, but they, they, there are different tiers. If you want to coach, it's not too late to coach. If you do find a passion in it, you know you can be very experienced. You can have a wiser head on you. You can learn everything you need to know over the next three to five years to be able to be a good coach, potentially. You've then got to put the hours in, which is still really, really hard to become an established golf professional coach. So there's that route. There's the route of playing, and again, 
if he talks about just being a golf pro, you can you could get down to scratch. You could turn pro. You, I mean, you can actually turn pro off any handicap. Yeah, just just lose your amateur status. Yeah, you can literally. I think it, even the R and A, our fantastic uh, kind of partners with the Open <laughs> Podcast again. We'll come on to that. We'll, we'll milk it a little bit. But um, if you rang them and sent me an email saying I want to get rid of my amateur status, you could turn professional tomorrow. But what does it mean? Because you'll go and play in a normal tournament unless you're actually playing at professional standard. You're just going to get found out, and unfortunately, you're going to end up probably coming last every time. Um, and even running a business, there might not be much. If you wanted to kind of open a retail business or something and become a, a golf retailer, there might not be that much benefit to actually doing his PGA. Really, you don't need to. There? You don't need to. You need to do your PGA mainly for a coach, I see as. Um, you can become a, a, a golf director you could uh, look after facilities you could look after golf courses potentially yes but i think at 40 i'm not saying it's impossible i am not there's a really really good book called dream on i'd I'd, I'd uh, advise reading it it's about a story about a guy who was probably a similar story to you so that might have been a bit younger he used to play when he was younger then kind of fell out of golf had family had work and and wanted to see if he could one time shoot level par mm-hmm. that was his goal he mentioned it to Sam Torrance, I believe. Sam Torrance went, dream on, you've got no chance. Ah. And for a year, he dedicated basically as much time as he could to try and shoot level par. I don't want to give the end okay. of the story away, but it is quite a fascinating story about the highs and lows, but that's just to shoot level par. Yeah. Like to try and then shoot professional good standard. I mean, look at this. And I know we're not going to mention Tour Golf. The two winners that just won on, on tour at European Tour and PJ Tour, both in the final round on phenomenally difficult golf courses, both shot eight under par in their final round to win the tournament. I mean, the standard is exponentially amazing. Nice. Okay. So no. Right. Don't answer. go for it. Sorry, Jonathan. Um, so this is this one. <laughs> Don't is follow from... your dream. <laughs> <laughs> Get that book, listen to our podcast, and that's what you need to do. Um, this one is anonymous. It's quite a good question, actually. It's something that I think he mentions in the email, he or she mentions in the email we haven't talked about before, and I don't think we have. It says, hi, I'm a new golfer. Just got into the game seriously in the spring. Uh, love the show, love your videos, love the podcast, etc. I've been learning a lot during the beginning of my golf journey. Just to give some context, when I play around on my own, I shoot upper 90s, but almost my entire golf experience thus far has actually been golfing with my mates and playing scramble two versus two. Every single time we go out since the beginning, we bet. Right, this is where it's going. It's not loads of cash, maybe just 20 bucks on the front, 20 bucks on the, sorry, 10 bucks on the front, 10 bucks on the back, and maybe 10 for the match. She's obviously from America. Or is, do they call it books in yeah, Australia? Possibly they do, don't they? Because it's dollars, isn't it? Yeah, Whichever. Um, so that's 30, and then five for birdies or a few bucks or whoever gets close to the pin on the par three. So to be fair, that I don't know, that is starting to sound like quite a lot to me. But anyway, um, I'm curious about this aspect of the game because in my opinion, it makes it quite fun. Some of the most intense times are when the match is close on the 17th or 18th, especially on the 18th green when it all comes down to who makes or misses a 10-footer. I guess if you have a few questions um, on this, because I'm up to episode 40 and I haven't heard you speak about it. As a newbie to the game, I don't know whether what's normal. Does everyone do this when they play? In your opinion, did it enhance or take away from playing? And do people ever come to you for lessons, hoping to get better so they can meet, beat their friends for cash? I feel like it's a broad topic. Want to hear your thoughts? So basically, as I know it was a long email, he's, he's saying he bets. Is it normal? Do people do it? Should you do it? Let's discuss. Um, I've played for money before, not often for a lot of money. 
five pound, ten pound, sometimes where he said like five on the front nine, five on the back nine, ten on the whole match. Um, I, I do like it, but it's money that doesn't scare me. Mm. Like if I was playing for thousands of pounds, which I probably, I've never done, I've never played for thousands of pounds, that would start to scare me a bit more. And I think I've seen when I was a, one of the golf pros at Mia, where I used to teach, quite an affluent area, a lot of businessmen, they used to play for mega money. And, and you used to come, you see at the end of the round, you could tell by the way they walked off the green who'd lost, who'd won. Yeah. And almost to some degree of how much it actually hurt them. And these guys were very, very loaded fellas. I, see, I don't like that. And they're walking off and you can tell it's a, enough money that they they are, you know, emotionally mm. scarred by it. Um. I know you've got kind of quite not strong opinions on betting, but obviously, you know, it's not the best thing. I wouldn't advocate it massively. I used to probably gamble when I was younger. I used to go to the casino. I got into a real rut when I was probably about 18 to 20 where I used to go to the casino. Like <laughs> every other week, I used to play poker lows. It was when poker felt very popular. Like poker feels like it's died yeah, off a lot we, we had a spell when I was in college where poker was really cool. Um I'm not so much a gambler, but I love nothing more than playing doubles with my friends and playing for food. <laughs> yeah, food or a drink. Exactly. Or... So we'll play, and there'll be two against two. And what we normally do, it's a really simple game, is just do combined like stroke play. So if me and you were a team, I get a four, you get a four, that's an eight. They get a five and a five, that's obviously a ten. We win one up or whatever. And playing for a meal, even if it's just a Mackey's on the way home, and it does, like you said in that email, when you get to the 19th, 19th, the 18th hole and someone's got a six-footer to win or you've got it to win and get your food paid for, it is really good. But equally, if I lose, I'm spending £15 maximum. Yeah. Well, so we, it's a dodgy one, isn't it? We uh, recently, I played with a couple of friends of mine. We played at Mir, actually. And again, we did something similar where we played for food, but we actually ate at Mir. It was bloody expensive. The yeah. bill came to 140 quid, and they were splitting 70 quid each, which, again, stings a little bit more. Luckily, I was on the winning team. I wouldn't say I was responsible for winning, but I was on the winning team. Um, so be careful, I think, yeah, essentially. I think... Don't let it become... Because you, I think with golf, you want it to be so that you go out and you get, obviously, enjoyment out of it, and it is exciting, which is what it should be. But equally, you don't want to be driving home after a bad round and losing... 50 bucks 100 quid whatever that's a lot of money where you're thinking that is seriously like that's going to hurt like yeah you don't want to be hiding it from your partners or your family as well because that's where it gets really messy so let us know anyway email us podcast at rickshields.com if you've got any experiences so tight list reviews let's go on to this story now right so we the reason we decided to discuss this was i saw i don't know if you did rick i'm sure you did a lot of comments on the tight list reviews on both facebook and on youtube obviously many of which were great loved the review or like look of the product or didn't like look of the product whatever but there was a few where people were almost like questioning your findings versus other reviews they've seen and that typically tends to be people that are fans of said brand or they've bought the product and don't like seeing negative reviews obviously no one's bought that product yet it's not out yet so then it got me thinking why don't we have a little discussion and tell listeners exactly how we how you review clubs and maybe even the journey of this particular one because this has been in the back burner for probably two months yeah we obviously the um the video went out on the 15th of october and we probably started conversations with tightlist probably august time it was age yeah i think it was was ages ago so typically if we if we hear of what 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 tends to happen when a new... Let's just talk drivers because it's nice and clean. It's simple. Brands will typically bring out one to two drivers a year. Titleist, no no real... Um, they don't come out every year. They come out every two years. So 
they normally come out the same time of year every t- every time as well, so towards the back end of the year. So I kind of fully expected to be getting an email, a phone call from our, the guys that we deal with at Titleist to say, listen, guys, new products coming on. Mm-hmm. And what happens then? We set up a phone call, and you know, I think Titleist and a lot of brands now understand that the value of being able to, for me to re- review it, and I don't mean the value as in monetary value, as in the importance of it. So we sat down on a phone call with some of the big wigs from Titleist and they basically present the product to us, give us an opportunity to ask any questions, to find out everything we need to know. Um, we go quite hard at them as well, don't we? Yeah, I, I don't think. I think <laughs> in the past they would have liked dealing with us. But now me and Guy sit on there and we quite like, talking about poker before, we're quite poker-faced on it. Well, we sometimes go but good cop, bad cop, don't we? Yeah, I quite like playing the bad cop and you, you come in and play the good cop. For me, because I've seen so many products presentations now i actually don't like them well yeah it's the usual thing and what one of the things i pulled them up on this time was titleist were showing the numbers of their new driver versus like sim um maverick etc which obviously is all they can test against because the other brand's new product isn't out yet but i obviously pulled up on that and said like you're claiming your whatever it was 0.5 a man now club faster off the face than sim but that's the 2020 driver. This is your 2021 driver. So what will it be like against the Sim 2, let's call it? And now, obviously, they can't test it against that yet. But it's like, don't try and pull the wool over our eyes. Yeah, we, we, it's. I think it's got to a point now where I've seen so many presentations, and Guy has as well, with not only his background in golf, but also working with me for three years now. It's like, we've seen so many presentations now. It's like, all right. Just, just tell us what we need to know, and if we've got any questions, we'll come up with questions. But when you're talking to the engineers, the scientists, the marketers, you know, every, and certainly Americans as well, the Americans are on the phone call, and they do really hype it up. Yeah, like, and we kind of just sit there and, and you know, take it in, but take it with a pinch of salt. We do not get sucked into the marketing. It would be easy, easy for I don't have you know, it, I could see how it would be easy for others to maybe get sucked into that kind of hype you get felt very important they're massaging your ego they're telling you you know oh rick you're gonna love this driver man you're gonna hit this so far and you think i've heard this every single time if it was your first one you would like say if we brought a random we would do this but if we brought a random follower listener viewer onto that zoom call with us and said just listen just watch this they would come off it i reckon going i want everything tight list and they'll send you and they'll show you like a a fancy um video clip that's been edited yeah. that looks sick don't it like it's amazing like the the work that they do is amazing but again when you've seen it so often it's like okay and i still and guy and i still get unbelievably excited about new products unbelievably excited but i get more excited when i get the products in my hands i can see it i can feel it i can hit it i can see the ball fly i can see the numbers that's when i get excited now the the hard evidence as opposed to all the fluffy stuff you get beforehand. And that happens with every single brand. I still like some fluff, I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, all the brands do that. They fluff it all up beforehand, tell you how it's the best thing since sliced bread, how you're going to hit it longer, faster, and all this jargon. And now, because, again, we're a bit more switched on, we asked relevant questions about how. Like, how is this going to go faster? How is this going to go further? How is this going to do that? What they typically do then at this point, though, is, and again, we don't get fooled, is they have some engineer on who's like a Harvard graduate who uses a load of words that we don't understand. Who doesn't speak English, basically. Yeah, who gets, says, like, well, what we've done is we've changed the modal frequency by 0.5 degrees, whatever that even is. Just and then you're like, okay. Torch jargon. Yeah. But then the next step was you got fitted for it. Yeah, so we fast forward maybe two weeks now. Um Titleist are very keen, as most brands are, and, you know, every now and again I will, you know, 
make sure that they've got my specs correctly. I always try and make sure brands have my specs. I hit on GC quad all the time. Guy used to be a fitter. We know what we're doing. Like we know what specs we want to see from a driver. We know what shafts, what lofts, etc. So Titleist did come down and fit me. Went to Marriott Worsley Park. We didn't film any of it because again, it's not really for the review purpose. They just wanted to hit me with the products. And again, I've been so many in in those situations. I didn't take my own driver because again, in situations like that. I've had it with TaylorMade, Cobra, whoever paid before, well. before, where they just all they want to do is beat my current driver I have in my bag. But that's not the game. That's not what we're playing because you can spec me up to probably beat the driver I've got in the bag. The well, driver I've got in the bag at the moment is not the longest driver I've ever but, hit. But also, what's very, very easy to do as a fitter, and I used to do this to some degree, I'll hold my hands up, is you have a consumer, or in your case, an, an influencer, for want of a better word. You could hit your own Cobra, let's say 10 shots. They could then fit you into a super low spinning tight list where you might hit three that would be lost ball. But because it's a fitting session, you forget those instantly, they're gone, forget it. Then you hit one that's five yards longer, that's the one they remember and that they want you to remember. But in real life, you've had three out of bounds. The delete button you know, it's, yeah, it's a good is, button, a, is a fitter's dream button. And... You know, and, and you've got to be you've got to be on your guard with these guys. And again, it's the marketing guy, it's their expert fitter, to be honest, who's really good. Their fitter is unbelievable. He's, he's Lee, is it Liam from the Tall Truck? He is, he is really good. Possibly the best fitter I've ever had. He's really intelligent. He just gets through it. He works with tour players. He works with Ian Poulter, um, Justin Thomas, all the all the the main guys. He works with them around the world. He's their global tightless fitter. He's very down to earth as well, wasn't he? Lovely. And he, asked, he used to work for Taylor Maid, so I've known him for many, many years going back. And he doesn't kind of uh, fluff it up. He just gives you the data and the stats. He knows what he wants to see and what he doesn't want to see. And then you've got the marketing guy who, again, I've dealt with for many years. He's, he's the kind of hype guy mm-hmm. who tries to hype a good shot up. And again, I've been there, done that, seen the T-shirt. I don't want to. I don't want somebody in the background when I've hit a good drive going, oh my God, that's the, that's the best drive I've ever seen here. I'm like... It's not. That's what I used to be the hype guy. I just can't. I was a good hype guy. I would be unbelievable at fitting. If you I was to fit and sell. The hyping. Oh my God, I'd be the best. <laughs> I would. I'd be the best. I used to do Right, then fit me now. So I've just hit. I'm, I've, you've spec me up with a driver, right? You ready? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Was that, was that a good one? Was that a good one? Are you joking? That was unbelievable. Honestly, guy, come and have a look at this. What, what, look at this data. What, what now, mean? just ignore all those top nine ones that you've just topped right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I want to check out this one. Action replay of this. Look at that ball flight. Look at the way it's trajectory, the way it's spun, the draw. And you know what? Once that ball lands on the fairway with draw spin, <laughs> I went a bit loud there, that's got pure top spin. Mate, you are <laughs> going to be hitting that 350 yards every single time. Who's the normal guys you play with? Uh, this guy called uh, Rick. Oh, Rick is going to be in trouble because you are going to knock it not just 12 yards past him anymore, but 24 yards past him. He is going to see red when you buy this driver. Guy, this is the driver can, for can you. I, can I part uh, text this one in? No. <laughs> <laughs> you can do whatever you want. If you, you want to part text it in, you can do whatever you want. But today you are leaving with this brand new all singing, all dancing dancing driver where you're going to hit it further than you've ever hit it before your love life is going to improve you're going to make more money you're going to look better you're going to lose weight you, you every, all of your dreams are going to come true once you put this driver in the bag i'll take two <laughs> <laughs> yeah good well done thanks so when you've got someone like that in the background and again i was i've seen it i'm like you know 
oh, just leave it. I know what a good shot looks like. I don't need somebody to, you know, tell me it's a good shot. Anyway, we got fitted and they spec me up with the product. We didn't get the product there and then. It was about it. another week or so, two yeah, weeks even. Week, two weeks after. So we're in middle of September now. Well, this is quite a long story, isn't it? Middle of September, got a month out or three weeks before the, the actual embargo lifts, which you you if you're in the kind of YouTube or media world, you would see at a certain time on a certain date, that's when the the, the floodgates open and you'll see a million different Titleist articles and everything else because that's when legally all the people in the media are allowed to talk about the product. So we had time to really test it and we wanted to put the most thorough in-depth review together of that driver's You hit drivers. a lot of balls. More than I think I've ever hit in many reviews. We went to the different view, didn't we? we? went to the driving range first. A lot of this, obviously, what you see on camera is clearly what we've done, but also we do a lot off camera as well. So you might see a video where Rick hits, let's just say, 10 balls at the driving range. In reality, I have hit 50, 60, 70. So first step, we went to Trafford Golf Centre. But in fact, we've missed a step out. One of the biggest steps we do is we actually put the clubs on and just chat about them, don't yeah. we? That reminds me of this driver, that reminds me of that driver, or that weight there reminds me of this, so it feels like this, etc. Yeah, we, tr- we chat about the technology, what does the face do, what does it look like? You know, when I hit it, even Guy hits it off camera and goes, how does it feel? What's the ball flight like? That one sounds different to that mm-hmm. driver. So important, all that. You know, so we, we're starting to establish, and, it, and it's very important. You know, obviously, I'm reviewing the products, but it's nice to get insight. Guy's obviously an expert in this field as well. It's nice to get his, his take on it. Um, even even Harry, our cameraman who came with us for the title shoot, is, he's going, oh, I can hit that. does sound different, actually. Yeah. And when I stand over here... I can tell that that's the TSI 2. And yeah. I can tell that's the TSI no 3. Oh, look at the ball flight. So we, we're really getting an understanding of, of the product. So we did that. Then we went out on the golf course and did something similar where it was a super quiet day, beautiful morning. We just teed up on the 12th hole at Marriott Worsley Park and just smashed Pro V1s. No data. Again, just getting an understanding. Does it sound different when we're out in the open? Does it sound different you know what's the ball flight like if there's trouble left can i hit it high can i hit it low what happens if i just catch it high off the toe what happens if i catch it low on the face what happens if i change the weight system around like all of these things we're we're kind of figuring out and if we film it from start to finish it'd be the most boring seven hour video you've ever seen in your life but this these are all the things that go in behind the scenes we then pitched up another day and we've got the data and the data that i presented on the video averages of all the club's shots I hit that day. Some I smoked, some I got over 280 yards, some dropped into 260 yards. So 277, I think, for the TSI 3 was the average of that day when I was testing it every single shot. We don't have a delete button when we're doing the testing. And then also with the TSI 2, that was down at 270. Again, there was big ones in there. And if we just showed the big ones, it'd be the best driver ever oh, in the 100%. world. But then also, we, we you called out the fact that the TSI 2 did feel like a very straight-hitting driver as well. Because it's not all, it sounds obvious, it's not all about distance for everybody. Yeah. But one thing that really annoyed me, I don't know if you noticed this, was a few comments from people kind of defending the TSI 2, saying, oh, well, I'd happily lose 10 yards to hit more fairways and all this kind of stuff, which isn't quite what we said. But if, if if these guys all think that, why don't they all um, are they all using square drivers? Then you know <laughs> yeah. they were really straight and didn't go very far. Distance is important, especially when the story from the brand is distance. Yeah. If a brand came out and said, let's just say it wouldn't happen, but let's just say TaylorMade next year bring out a driver and say, this driver isn't as long as our competitors, but we can guarantee it'll go straighter. If you then reviewed it and called it out for not being long, that'd be ludicrous because that their claim is accuracy. But with these drivers, the big story is the ball speed and the club head speed. It could be called the SIF next year. The SIF. Straight in fairway. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. So we what we also have to do, and again, Rick has to do, 
is to make sure that what we're reviewing is the golf club as a whole, but also leaning towards the main claim and and testing that, which for this driver, as most drivers are, is ball speed and distance. Yeah, club head speed, ball speed, distance. And unfortunately, we just didn't see it. It didn't pop. And there are long ones in there, definitely. But on average, it just was not firing off the face. Like sometimes you'd hit one and go, that looks like it should be good. Like the ball flight looks there. Where's the ball speed? Where's that 161 miles per hour ball speed? Where's that lower spin where's that flight and don't forget and again i saw somebody on instagram having a bit of pop of me there oh you didn't get professionally fitted i did did put it in the video (laughs) the other thing and i'm not going to name names i sometimes feel a little bit when i see reviews from you you know there's really there's a lot of good reviewers out there there's lots i watch as well um golf reviewers but when it is a reviewer that is at a, a store that sells the product I all I often do wonder would they ever give it a negative review? Really, let's be honest. Um, yeah, I think anybody got that stock works to sell now in a, in a retail environment and you're reviewing a product, I think there's a couple there's a couple of review. Um, what's the right word? Almost, you know, if you're a reviewer and you fit into one of two things. One, you're at a retail mm-hmm. environment, because again, like Guy mentioned, that's very hard. If you've got a load of tightless stock coming in, you're kind of going to want the driver to perform well. Now, whether that judges your review, I don't know, and I'll let you be the judge of that. And I think also, honestly, genuinely, again, if you work for the media, mm-hmm. and what I mean by that, magazines, you know, an actual business. I'm going to say it now. I'm not going to name it was. There was one from a golf magazine. I can say it. You might not want to say it. It was embarrassing. I felt embarrassed by it. It was that ridiculous. I think because, again, you've got to understand, let's say tightly, spend a lot of money mm. in these magazines to put adverts on. Like, they spend lots of money. So, is that review going to be skewed? Ah, I'd find it hard to think not. It would not be re- skewed. For us... We don't have any responsibilities. No. Like, literally, the only deal that we have is they give me the product, give me the information, that is it. Well, you know what was funny, actually? My brother, last the other day, I was chatting to him about the video because he was really looking forward to watching it. And we went to the golf shop on Saturday for a mooch. And I said, oh, did you, did you watch the video? So, oh, yeah, I did, actually. So, what do you think of the review? Because I wanted to know what he thinks of the review as opposed to what he thinks of the club first. He said, oh, yeah, it was a good good video. And then I said, what do you think of the, of the club? He said, oh, yeah, it was, it was, it was all right, whatever, yeah. And they said, what, what, like, what happens if, if you give them a bad review? You know, the brands ever kick off or what happens? One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And I said, well, actually, we're at the point now, or Rick's at the point now, where it's a win-win, because if a brand turned around and said, you know what, Rick, that was a negative review, we're not going to send you any more clubs, if anything, that makes it even better for us, because then, sounds ridiculous, not better, but it puts us in a strong position, because then, next time there's a new driver out, we have to wait maybe a month after the embargo, so that's a bit of a lose, but then we buy one, and you say, look, this driver, I've had to go out and buy it, because last year, X brand weren't happy with how negative a review was, so I've gone out and bought one, and this is my full review. It doesn't really make any difference. And I would twist the word negative to honest. Oh, yeah, well, exactly. Like, yeah. they didn't like it because how honest my review was. And I, and it's weird, sometimes I'll get branded, oh, you just love every golf club. I don't. As many times I've said I don't like certain golf clubs. I've, the only thing I've possibly never, ever said, certainly with new products, I've never said, I hate this golf club. This golf club is the worst golf club I've ever seen. Mm. I don't say that because typically they're not that kind of far off. But either way, it was a really good review. I'm looking forward to new drivers coming out back end of the year. We said earlier on in the year after all the pandemic and everything, would there be new driver releases? Oh, yes. There are new driver releases coming thick and fast. There's new driver releases and there's new podcast sponsors, Rick. I'm excited about this, honestly. Today felt like a different day. You were nervous pre-recording, although I must admit you don't look you look cool today. You've got on, right? So during that time I gave you a bit of stick what you were in when you were sat in the same position in Rick's garage. Today he looks like one cool guy. He's got on <laughs> Nike React running shoes, same as me, in a different colour, really comfortable. He's got then got trainer socks with his ankles showing. He's got joggers that look really nicely fitted around the ankle. I told ankle. you about the joggers. Yeah, they look these, good. these have changed my life, guy. You look like a different man. He's then got like My wife a golf... finds me much better looking. I'm not though. surprised. He's then got a, cover, a golf cover upon that doesn't look like a golf top. You wouldn't know it was a golf top unless you know golf. He's then got like a beanie kind of style hat on, three quarters of the way up his head. He's lost a bit of timber around his waist. Around his waist. Stop. He's You're looking making fresh. me blush. You're making me anyway, blush. Anyway, back to our sponsor, The Open Podcast. Yeah. This, honestly, this podcast is so good. Guys, it's a 10-week mini documentaries and it's following the the stories and lives of open championships in the past get this it's got such famous names as jack nicholas tom watson lee trevino lee westwood podrick harrington sergio garcia michael campbell paul laurie and chris wood to name a few well the first episode so it basically comes every tuesday coincidentally seeing as our podcast so make sure to listen to ours first then as soon as i was finished listen to the open podcast and it is available on apple spotify google amazon and theopen.com 
also available on Stitcher, Overcast, and TuneIn. But the first episode was all about Stuart Sink's win at the 2009 Open, right? Where he famously beat Tom Watson. There's some things listening to this, though, which I'd either kind of forgotten in 11 years, I'll be honest, or didn't even know. But one of them, I don't know how I feel about this, he was 59, Tom Watson, right? Unbelievable. I've listened to the podcast episode. I've since been looking at clips on YouTube. There is also a six-hour video on the Open's YouTube channel of that final round. I want to hear your thoughts on this in a minute, Rick. At the time, and still now, I feel horrible saying this, I'm glad Tom Watson didn't win. The only reason is, is because as much as I like Tom Watson, he's a legend of the game, I always felt at the time, and even now, if he had won our biggest golf event at the age of 59, how do I then tell my friends that golf is cool and golf's a sport when someone of that age can win the biggest event in the world? However, it does prove that golf can be played at any age and to a great standard. I absolutely wanted him to win it did you i was mortified when it slipped away from him he was leading he was one ahead coming down the 18th hole and, and this gets told by tom watson in the podcast and you hear from stuart sink and jack nicholas is on it jack nicholas and lee westwood it's un honestly i loved it i it's about 50 50 minutes long and like i say there's a new episode every single week but listen to this new one that's out right now it was just so good. And he had a shot lead coming down the last. He, he slightly overhit it on the 18th hole. He didn't get up and down from the back of the green. It went to a playoff. The story and how Stuart Sink actually dealt with the playoff is amazing as well. Yeah. Guys, I don't want to give too much away. I'll tell you what. Listen to this clip as a little teaser into the open podcast. You know, the first day here, uh, yeah, let the old geezer have his day in the sun. You know, 65. <laughs> The second day, he said, well, yeah, that's okay. Now today, you kind of perk up yours and say, hey, this old geezer might have a chance to win the tournament. I feel good about my game plan, and uh, who knows, it might happen. I feel like I'm in a time warp. <laughs> it's just, it's, well, listen, wake up and smell the coffee, because he's leading this Open Championship, and he's got a big shout tomorrow. Hopefully that got your mouth watering. So this can will we'll allow people, Lenrick, to have this as their second favourite golf podcast, okay? That's all. Ours has to be first. But do us a favour. Go over there. Subscribe to the Open Podcast if you're on Apple or Spotify or Google or Amazon, all those good places. Leave a review if you want. And if you want to leave a review and say, Rick and Guy sent me or Rick Shields sent me or something, do it. Why not? But make sure every Tuesday tune into our podcast first, clearly, and then the Open Podcast. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Do go and leave a review and do say Rick sent me or, you know, Rick Shields podcast sent me, whatever it may be. And maybe we'll pick a listener of the week Ooh, from what? one of the so reviews. People leave a review on theirs yeah. saying they've come from our show. Correct. And then I pick, we'll pick everyone. The, Correct. So I, I don't think they've got many reviews at the moment. And that's, that's a shame because it is such a good podcast. It, it, and I think for a week, here's your challenge. Everybody listening. Because again... It's great to have a partner, the Open Podcast, the fact that we've managed to get a sponsor from the Open Podcast. I mean, that is just phenomenal. It's mind-blowing. It's now your turn to make sure this continues. So do, do us a big favor. Go and listen to it. Subscribe it. Subscribe to their podcast on your favorite platform. Leave a review, and we will pick a listener of the week from one of the reviews next week. And if you can, this is a bold shout. Go on. See if you can get the, see if you can get the Open Podcast to number one on the golf charts for one week only. Oh, can I, one week only. 
they can have it for one week. You know, one thing though, I'll be honest now, and you know exactly what I'm going to say. Well, you you agree. I listened to that, and it's like it's a proper like original documentary in your ears rather than visual. It made me think they put so much work into that, and it's so good. And we come into your garage and chat rubbish for like an hour, and it's quite different in it, but. <laughs> It's different strokes, different folks. You can have you can have different vibes. Just because the golf podcast doesn't mean they have to be similar. But anyway, you'll enjoy it. Um, We've got big news. Go for it. The small little team at Rick Shields Media is expanding, and hopefully that expansion should improve the podcast output. Talk Correct. to me. So currently at Rick Shields Media, there are four members of staff. Myself, I don't really know what my role is. Head honcho, <laughs> the boss man. Then there's Guy, who's, um, what's your new role? Senior brand manager. Senior brand manager. Big big time now. And uh, podcast producer. <laughs> then we've got uh, Tim, who's senior videographer and editor. Then we've got Harry, who's videographer and editor. And now we are currently recruiting, and you might have seen it on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. We are now currently recruiting for a digital media assistant. So far, we've had 350 applicants. Wow. Well, we're telling the listeners as like our friends, because remember, you said everyone listens as your friend. But also, if you do think you've got the credentials to enter, to apply for this, send an email to careers at rickshields.com because we're still open to seeing more great applicants. This role is going to be somebody that's going to focus very much on the output across social media, isn't it? But not yeah. so much like, obviously, because Rick's very heavy on his own social media, but more helping us to create video content. And also, hopefully, the, the the real reason we're telling the podcast listeners is because we want this person to help film the podcast, also kind of co-produce the podcast and make it even better and get more stuff out there on a more regular basis. Correct. So, yeah, the, in their job description will be, you know, actual podcast producer. <laughs> Might have to change yeah. your role. <laughs> um, yeah, but obviously we set up a few months ago the Rick Shields Golf Show. or Is that what it's called? The Rick Shields Golf Show podcast the Rachel's Golf Show YouTube channel. Yes. Is that what it's called? Yes. The second channel. And we started to release clips on there. I just don't feel like we're doing enough. We need to start releasing more on there. And we can do. Like, there's so many great little, you know, clips that we can get from the the actual podcast on a weekly basis. But until we've got a proper, you know, an, another editor, because Tim and Harry are constantly editing YouTube and Facebook videos, we just don't quite get the time to edit the podcast clips as well. So, New digital assist, digital media assistant will be able to do podcasts, be able to do more clips for Facebook, TikTok, Instagram Reels, um, be able to do little teasers for YouTube. But yeah, it's a class role. If somebody is interested, um, you know, email careers at rickshields.com and I can send out a full job spec and closing date is 30th of October 2020. You know what's weird? The person that's going to be doing this job might be listening right now. And they that's might say crazy. to us in like a month's time or whatever, and they start, oh, yeah, it's an episode. And that's how they got a job. Yeah. Or they might have already applied and listening now or listen to this and go, you know what, I'm going to apply for that. We've had some unbelievable applicants so far. I think it's going to be a really, really competitive role. Um, I'm, ex- I'm extended to extend the team. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm also looking forward to read out this week's Listener of the Week because we've already said that next week's Listener of the Week is going to be from the open podcast comment section on Correct. Apple or whatever. Um, also actually just let's just extend that one little bit further because some people don't use Apple if you don't use Apple Podcast but you still want to be a listener of the week potential maybe do like a, a screenshot on your Instagram story or something of the of the podcast the open podcast and say like at Rick Shields sent me here or something just just so we'll see it yeah. we'll extend that to people that aren't only Apple but this week's listener of the week 
is a good old-fashioned standard listener of the week. Theme tune, please. Yeah, that's another thing I was thinking this new person might do. Actually, be able to put real jingles into this. I'm, What's wrong with mine? You well, not like them? I don't mind it, but it's not the best. But this is a good old-fashioned listener of the week. Do you mean the, the podcast will get edited? Well, it does now every week because we start off and Rick takes three or four goes to go, welcome to the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast. To remember my name. Every week he goes, well, blah, blah, blah. But we get there in the end. But this one, so listener of the week, you know by now the rules. It does change week to week that you've got to be on the ball, you've got to be on your toes if you want to be listening to the week. You can't just do the old standard thing. One week could be this, one week could be that. Who knows? This week's is James Rideout. Okay. Standard email with the caption of listener of the week. That's always good when I'm scrudging around last minute trying to find stuff for the show. So sometimes I think, right, I need a listener of the week. If there's one that's titled listener of the week and I find it in my inbox quickly, you're probably going to get it. So that's partly <laughs> so why it's I all about timing. It. Timing, but also... So email on a Monday? Yeah, good. Or Sunday evening is actually a really good time to do it. He also uh, started off with morning guy, and then he's put like quotation marks, the, the driver bomber, Charnock, and Rick, oh, wow. Rick Layup Shields. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, he's then put, this is my reason of why I should be listening to the week. So essentially, he's gone for your standard screenshots. And also what I liked as well is when he signed off his email, he put, you know, it makes sense. James Rideout, Rick Shields, podcast listener of the week, episode 44. So he was, had an ambition, a slight cockiness, um thing is though he called you out before well exactly he did actually so i'm going to come on to that in a minute but basically i knew the name already he's very active in the podcast group on facebook and he actually little logo next which is conversation starter but in his screenshot he's put um he obviously follows rick on instagram he follows the rick shields golf show on instagram he even followed me which is nice he's a rick shields golf show podcast member of the group um he follows and subscribes to all youtube channels etc but he actually so he's, he's He's got good things and bad things going for him. The other week, somebody um, was laughing at my voice on the podcast group for whatever reason, and he took up for me, James, which was nice. So that that was that's how I knew his name as well. So I like James. But then today, I put in the group that today's episode was going to be a really good one. And what was it that he said? Is this clickbait? Yeah. Tried to call me out a little bit. So then I said, "Well, actually, you're going to be listening of the week." I like how he said you were going to be listening. Yeah, I wanted of the to week. really worry him. I felt like that might have knocked him a little bit, knocked his confidence. He was like, "Don't you know? Don't bite the hand that feeds you." <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about this, James. You know, so that's it. That's the okay. <laughs> listener of the week nice, this week. Nice. I'm not sure how long we keep doing listener of the week for. Let's do next week's for definite. Um, I like listener of the week. Do you? Yeah. What I about do. if we had it listener of the month, but they get more like? I, I still think the fact that it's like random. Yeah, I do like that. I think it just needs to be random. I think I think the the old email now and and screenshots. As much as you should still carry on doing that, I've got the best one ever. Go for it. Right. The next, so next week is the open, right? Whoever does that thing on the open. The week after that, which will remind people of, I what I want them to do is get a golf ball, can be an old golf ball, a new golf ball, whatever. Ideally, you want you don't mind losing. With Sharpie, you've got to write on it at the Rick Shields Golf Show, best podcast ever, right? Leave it in the cup on the 18th hole, film yourself doing that, and just walk off. So the next person that comes to the 18th green is going to find a golf ball in the hole with at the Rick Shields Golf Show, the best. best <laughs> <laughs> it's the best podcast ever and then we're going to pick someone that does that I don't know why just like promotion isn't it it's like putting up posters but golf balls because that think of the story when you go in the clubhouse and someone goes hey John I found a golf ball in the hole the 18th and it had this on it next thing that goes viral Who know? next we've got more sponsors knocking at the door no, Rick's not looking impressed with this idea I am I like that idea my only thing and it sounds really sad is, isn't there a penalty if you hit the ball in the hole when there's another hole in the ball what no <laughs> There's a penalty. If your ball goes in the hole when there's already a ball in the hole, 
that's not true because how what happens if you had a hole in one and I fold it in? You get disqualified. No way, Jose. <laughs> or you hole out a... It might just be on the putting green. I don't think that's a rule. I'm sure it is. We'll have a look. We'll have a look into that. Stay tuned for next week's episode when we'll have an answer yeah. to that. Look at that. We get one sponsor. We're suddenly employing staff. We're suddenly vandalizing <laughs> golf courses around the world. Eh? Right. Do you want to hear Dear Rick for this week? Go for it. So recently, they have been quite um, good. This isn't actually the best, but again, <laughs> I was clutching at straws, and this one had the title of Dear Rick, hashtag help. Hello. So, um, I also don't think this one needs to be anonymous. So, I'm going to say his name and risk it because it doesn't need to be. It's called, he's from Zachary Waller. Okay, Zachary. Um, I think he's from, oh yeah. So, he said, I'm a big fan. He's put Dear Rick so straight away. You're ticking Rick's box. <laughs> we do like box tickers here at the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast. I'm a big fan of the podcast. And my favorite time of the week is listening to the new podcast every Tuesday night. I live in Brisbane, Australia. It's weird that, isn't it? There's people in Australia listening to this. It's so weird. I've been to Brisbane. I <laughs> just pause every as long as possible to make that seem irrelevant. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I went to Sainsbury's before I came to your house. What, do I get a medal? So it difference <laughs> Go on, Zachary from Brisbane. Um, do you know him, Rick? Have you met him when you're over there? <laughs> There's not many In fact, people. actually, there is a good story. It's, but the range I go to is the range Rick posted a video at when he there was in Brisbane go. a few years Told ago. You. I know. My idea, Rick, this week is that I'm struggling with my swing. I come from, and this is something that I think you, you know a lot about, Rick. I come from a cricket background and absolutely love my golf. I played when I was younger, but I've really got back into golf since watching Rick's videos and since the podcast. Sorry, I feel like I read these too quick sometimes. I'm excited. I hope you're not going to say I know about cricket. No, 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 no. I think you've had lessons before where people have had cricket swings. Yeah, definitely. He basically says, I've had a few lessons and it's been quite hard to change my problems um, because I've also got a few back issues. But please help me because I want to hit it better and I've got what's called a cricketer swing and a big massive slice. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. So in a nutshell, he used to play cricket. He's got tennis in his swing. Go. Cricket in his swing. He's got like a cricket swing. Which you weave him before, was it... Possibly the guy that did the video with us for the Cobra, dri- the Callaway Big Bird Twenty One driver. Oh, Jason! Did he have a cricket? Did he yeah, he did. Cricket. Um, what? It's a mad story, actually. Not to promote another podcast, but I, I listened to a podcast with Matt Wallace on the other day, with the Cameron McCormick one, and he actually was a pr- almost semi-professional cricketer. Was he? And then he, he got into golf really late. But anyway, yeah, I have, don't listen to that podcast. No, I got no. paid. Open podcast is the one you need to listen to after, after hours. hours. <laughs> um. That sounded like after hours, yeah, then, like, as if it was a really uh, rude open <laughs> podcast. It's like Jack Nichols at half past twelve with a little whiskey. This is the after hours. Imagine podcast. the stories. Oh, wow. Anyway, the um, cricket background for me. Yeah, I used to teach loads of cricketers back in the day when I was at Trafford. I don't know why. I suppose Trafford's quite a old Trafford cricket ground. And everything else like that there seems to be quite a lot of cricketers around there, and, and cricketers do often slice the golf mm. ball because they're always trying to hit the ball downwards and kind of away from the bodies and that kind of often leads to this kind of very outswing path or very open face for me i used to do this thing with cricketers feel like you're always trying to hit the ball if you were if you were a cricketer on the cricket on the wicket now mm. is that onside oh yeah no idea i think onside is out in front of you and offside is behind you so that would make sense, but I don't know. And I used to say to the cricket guys, feel like you're trying to hit one really high and trying to hook one into offside. Mm. On, right. Is yeah, it I offside? Guess. I feel like... That's... Well, to, to, the, to your left is right-handed player. Yeah, so I feel like you're yeah. trying to hit it, hook it over the bowler's left-hand side. Or, oh, 
try and hit it left yeah <laughs> it's easy when you've got visuals but yeah that was the feeling because that way the cricket guy would understand they'd have to rotate the bat they'd understand they'd still have to manipulate the loft they'd understand the path would have to go further to the right it fixed so many cricket guys super quickly good answer thanks so i've got a couple of facebook questions and i always like these because this gives us potential clickbait for the title if we need it so you'll know listening if we've used these on i think we've got a title already right okay well this is one that i was going to use anyway Something along the lines of, have you felt with Peter Finch? We've had this asked this question loads, but basically Robert's asked, why has written on any videos with Pete for a while? Um, seems that they have become distant. I miss the challenges they had. Who? Robert has asked on... Asked about who? Peter Finch. Peter Finch. Is that guy that you used to play... The one that always beats you when you play him, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of them, guy. Um, Peter Finch. We've not fallen out. Um, there's been a uh, you might have seen an announcement I, we talked about it obviously in last week's podcast it probably prompted Pete to put it on his Instagram we have left Prairie it's official now or end of this month anyway we're not coaching at Prairie anymore we did have that facility together uh, so to speak even though we were never actually there together because we used to have the facility on separate days to each other uh, so we because there was only obviously one bay there um, Pete's getting busy I'm getting busy we're not coaching as much anymore so yeah we've handed the keys back there uh, Pete is obviously making his own content we actually were together was it last tuesday or the tuesday before the tuesday before two weeks ago filming a really cool little kind of advert for golf clash which is the mobile video game which you might start seeing popping up here there and everywhere soon we actually tried to arrange a match last week but got called off for bad weather long story short we've not fallen out I like making videos with Pete. I think he's really good on camera. Uh, we have a good chemistry together. Like Guy says, he probably does beat me more now because he, he plays a lot full-time more. Player. He's a full-time player, basically, let's be honest. Uh, I still relish in that time when I beat him at the second-hand club challenge 2019 when I hit that amazing lob shot over the 18th hole over the trees at Woburn. That's probably my highlight of my life. Um, but by that, we will be making videos again together. Not sure when, not sure how. Uh, but yeah, we've not fallen out. What we might do is clip that little clip up as a little Twitter clip. Oh, don't tag him in it though. Don't give Pete any like new followers. Yeah, I don't like him, do we? <laughs> um, James Hand, again, this is all on Facebook. So if you're not a member of the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast group on Facebook, join or equally follow uh, at the Rick Shields Golf Show on Instagram where we also ask the questions. But James Hand has asked on Facebook... This is a really good question, actually. How much of an improvement should, and that's the really big word for me, should you expect to see when you get a full bag fitting? I'm currently playing off an 18 handicap. Are you expecting to see an improvement? You might not see any. And I I don't like saying this. I really don't. I have seen times where golfers will go backwards after a full bag fitting. I feel like sometimes golfers' expectation levels increase too high and, and they don't manage it as well. And suddenly they're going out thinking that the best thing since sliced bread and actually playing differently how they normally play and end up shooting a t- terrible round of golf. Um, it's. It, it, I don't think you can answer that question, can no. you? It's such a... There's so, there's so many factors because let's just say, for example, you're off 18 and you've been playing with clubs, let's just be silly, that are four degrees upright and you need standard, right? And you've only been playing with like five golf clubs. Yeah, but but even, well, what I was going to say was, in, on theory, if I said if I, if I said a guy off 18 was using irons that are four degrees upright, he's now been fitted, he's got all standard lie irons, he's going to play better. In the end, he will, I'd imagine. But actually, he might play worse to start because it's so unusual. His swing would... His swing would, would what you always want to do is you want to adapt the clubs to your swing but there's often times where you'll be using clubs that you have to adapt to yeah. and that can really alter your golf swing to a certain so the, certain way and also without trying to be picky it's like how much improvement should you see well and how long like 
in one round, you might see none. You might see loads. Over a season, you might see a massive improvement. Again, you might see none. Uh, you might end up playing more because you've got new clubs that you love. So then you might actually get better because of that. But it's actually because of the clubs. Like, it's a really hard question to ask. I think if you go in for that mindset of, I want new clubs that are fitted and I'm going to play better, you might be disappointed. You might not be, but you might be. You're normally really good at analogies. How could you, How could you like compare this to anything else simple well the easiest way would be you go for a, get some new running shoes and you get analysis and you get some shoes that are designed to you know work better with how you run you may go out and see that you get less injuries but equally you might end up going out running more and getting more injuries because the, you feel better on your feet you might not get any faster or you might want to get faster i don't know if that was the best analogy or if you got but, fitted for a set of darts which we did and I still preferred the cheap, nasty ones. There's been that a few people asking about darts recently, actually. And it's and such a shame because we've got a dartboard here. Yeah, we just lost. I think Christmas time, as long as the is it the PDC or whatever it's on is on, I might get back into it. You might get back into it. We've both got dartboards at home. We can both practice. Maybe we can have a little dart special for five minutes at the end of a podcast. I like it. So people that don't like it can turn off. If you do want to listen to the, let us know if we should do that somewhere. Because <laughs> if we, I think I will. We will do it anyway. Send us just, a pigeon mail. Um, this is the part, again, I always get to where I feel like I should have actually done a bit more research into questions, but we'll scroll. Um, where, where is this on LinkedIn? LinkedIn? <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> it's on LinkedIn, yeah. Follow Rick on I LinkedIn. Say LinkedIn. Um, well, this is a question that is a weird one, but it's not a weird one. Somebody's put best waterproofs for golf at different price points. Now, I know it's not the most exciting question, but I'm going to answer this because, again, from my time at Golf Retail waterproofs are only worth paying depending on how much you play in the rain. Now, that sounds obvious, but let's just say you literally are, a like me, a fair-weather golfer and you don't play any comps and you're willing to come off the golf course once it starts raining or whatever, you're not that fussed. There's no point buying a full Gavin Green suit for five, 600 quid, whatever they are now. Equally, if you really are into your golf and you play all winter and you will play in comps even when it's absolutely throwing it down, you want to spend as much as you can afford, really, because the more you spend, the more difference you make. Not only in how waterproof they are, how breathable they are, how comfortable they are, and how easy they are to swing in as well. So, in answer to your question, work out how much you want to spend and just spend that much, basically. You'll get what you pay for. Yeah. It is. But, you know, waterproofs are super expensive sometimes, aren't they? Galvin stuff is really expensive. But, but I get it, because the technology that goes into it is good. Yeah. You know. Um, if you had to pick one variety of curry to best describe yourself, what type of curry would you pick and why? Andy Piff. What type of curry would it be? <laughs> um, something mild, plain, and boring. What's that called? What's the what's the most plain curry? Korma. Korma. That'd be me. Mm, I'm probably a little bit spicier. I'd probably go chicken tikka masala. <laughs> Um, God, there's some random questions. I've just seen one about. Oh, I just went to up. I saw some at sick this morning. I was basically I was on the world golf rankings, right? And I'm gonna try and find it now. I tell you, you you just get that up, and I was find this. Um, the question I've just read, I can't even I can't even read out on this podcast. Um, <laughs> match between Guy and Rick in joggers with iron head covers on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best tip to break a hundred. Um, I would just say don't compound your errors so if you go in a bunker play safe to get out if you are by the side of the green don't go lob wedge go a little chip and bump bump and run with an eight-time or putter do you want to hear this now go this is it. nothing to do with what we normally talk about i just saw it this morning weirdly it probably surprised me honest answer straight away what ranking in the world do you think jason day is um 
28. Okay. He's world number 43, which Ooh. first of all surprised me. The next thing that surprised me, and I just want to make sure I get this right, and I don't. I was going to write it down before, but I thought it's not something we normally talk about. But yeah, it is quite a cool little weird fact. So he was last in the top ten, right? When do you think he was last in the top ten? Um, 2019. 27th of January 2019, he was number ten, and that was only I think for a week. And before that, this is what's really threw me. The highest place he was when he was then number nine, so obviously one place better than number ten. Let me just find this. And this is a bit off topic and not really that exciting to everybody, but just proper surprised me. He's he was number nine the last time he was number nine. So kind of, I know top ten is ten, but better than ten was June twenty eighteen. How mad's that? So he was ninth in the world in June twenty eighteen. Sorry, then he was number ten at January twenty nineteen, and since then he's not been in the top ten again. Well, back in the 16, he was number one. It's bad, isn't it? How much he's changed? What, um, here's one for you that I, I got a bit of a shock at today. Where's Brooks Kepka in the world ranking? I've, actually, I've, got, I've got it open, so I've already seen. But I would, yeah, he's 11. I wouldn't have known. I'd have how said mad three. is that? How has he gone to 11? It didn't feel that long ago he was number one. Yeah. I can tell I don't much watch, watch much tour golf, but some of the, there's some that have really fluctuated around it's nice to see Tyrrell so high number 8 and number 9 now I know Tyrrell that's Hatton. mad that yeah I couldn't believe Brooks Kepka was number um, number 11 I found that fascinating anyway I thought today was going to be 10 out of 10 and now I'm not too sure it's just ended a little bit flat on it yeah I don't what, how, long, how long are we on I, I don't know if we're even recording uh, <laughs> 58 minutes that's not bad that's pretty good Guys, thanks for listening to the Rituals Podcast, everybody. Episode number 44, our first sponsored show. And hopefully, as we mentioned, we're not going to sign or get into sponsorship deals for brands that we do not honestly believe in. And I think the Open Podcast is one that we absolutely believe in. Go and check it out. It's definitely a great podcast. Guy, thanks for your time again today. Quick one, Rick. Why don't we just say, anyone that's listening this far, right, send us... Um, $10. No, send... <laughs> Send us an email. I'll I'll sit through into loads. Podcastrichshields.com, and just say I listen to the very end, and we'll pick someone. We'll send them some balls or something, and I'll oh, be in charge oh. of that. Just to prove that you listen to the end, because I know nice. this might have just like you said, it softened off a little bit to the end. Podcastrichshields.com. Tile it with pick me, and we'll just pick someone at random and ship you some balls out. Just That's to right. make sure you've listened. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you all soon, and we are out. Let's go and spend all that sponsorship money. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.